there's no sound. Are we, uh, we live right now? We are live right now. Welcome, everybody. This is the pre-show. We're going to get into the countdown here. About six minutes out. you noticed but i wore i wore the colors to match the the, uh, the the brand i love it i love it here we go we're gonna open, open this up here we go there you uh, go. we got our countdown going welcome everybody if you're on linkedin you know what you're supposed to be doing right now make sure you are liking sharing telling us where you're calling in from We want you to like, shout out your city and state questions, comments. We want it all. Make sure you're hitting those uh, thumbs up buttons, your celebrate button, your support button, your love button, your insightful buttons as we're talking, curious buttons. We want to welcome Fanny Dunnigan uh, commenting on the show, uh, Jennifer Burnback, Annie Lieb. Looking forward to it. Make sure you're sharing. Get it out to your audience. We love you for it. It's been an exciting week. We were on Fanny Dunnigan's show yesterday. Steve, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Fanny is amazing. Fanny and Ann put on an incredible show, and uh, we just had a blast doing it. And, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, uh, I don't know if, if – um, so there's a – Cool story, but we'll get to it maybe eventually where where how me and Cameron kind of came to this to, to come up with the show. But one of the things before we did, he's like, you got to you got to go check out, you know, Fanny's uh, LinkedIn live broadcast. You got to like, OK, OK, OK. So, uh, we, you know, being on the show backstage behind the scenes, there was a lot of good stuff that I think we both gathered from what she does. But it was it was re really good. She puts a great content out and uh, she's got a great heart to, to really want to help. And, and uh, her theme is to um you know be the light share the light what is that what it is share the light right shine, shine your light shine hashtag shine your light shine your light yep which is great but uh, it was gonna be a great episode kevin i'm not seeing i don't know if you are on the comment section normally we see the comments from the viewers on the comments oh they're starting to come through now yours right now but okay yep. Everybody, we're looking for you to get in here. Tell us where you're viewing from. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being with us. Yes, sir. Got Jennifer G. Jennifer with a G is on with us here. Pretty cool, Jennifer. And Fanny joined us as well. So good to see you, Fanny. And Annie is on here as well. Annie, uh, Annie connected just, just recently. So it's good to have you on here, Annie. Cool stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be a great show. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I have a I have a new uh, intro video, so I'll play it once and then I'll, I'll fire up again. your Friday. Fired up right. Friday with Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Here from 
So I got to I got to try to play that again. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get a, a round two on that. I put a new video together. We got uh, Alex uh, checking in. I got uh, Alan Greenwald checking in. It's starting to come through. Yeah, Alex is uh, from I believe from Michigan. Make sure you're stating where you're from, what city and state, for sure. Yeah. I wonder if other people are getting on. I didn't have a LinkedIn Live notice when I went on my feed. Oh, there we go. Looks like everything's working here. I, I got, we got some people checking in. I'm going to get my music going here. All right, for all my, my ladies uh, in the house, check in with everybody. Please let us know how you're feeling. Kate, how you doing? Maggie, how you doing? Christina, how you doing? Jamie, how you doing? You guys can unmute. <laughs> You're allowed. Hey, I am here and ready to go, Cameron and Steve. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Um, we're so happy to have you. I know you're you're going through some uh, challenging times. Thanks for being here anyway, Maggie. Sure uh, thing. Support you. All right, we got uh, Alex checking in from Saginaw, Michigan. I'm currently living in Bloomfield, Colorado. Mr. Chris Andy, the man Phillips is in the house. Mr. Chris Dijewski from Yonkers. Andy Phillips from Breezy, Croton, New York. <laughs> Alan Ardsley, New York. We love you guys. Keep keep uh, keep up in the comments here. We want to know your questions. Like, what are you doing on social media right now? What's working for you? Do you have a plan? Are you looking for a plan? Make sure you're hitting all those buttons. Like, share, shout out your city and state. We want to hear from you. What are your questions today? What are your comments? We love the engagement on this show. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be an incredible time here. Um, looking forward to everybody's great wisdom so it's going to be an amazing show yeah and uh being on with with fanny gave us a new perspective so okay we got the one minute countdown coming huh i got the brand new video steve here we go here we go fire up your friday fired up friday with steve spiro the master connector I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the Master Connector. What do you think? What do you think? Nice job. Awesome. The best part it. of the whole video nice is camera with the cowboy hat. You got to say, you got to say this. <laughs> best part. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go around. I'm going to introduce everybody. Steve, I want you to do your welcome. Go ahead. I'm going to put you center screen here. All right. Well, welcome, welcome everybody. Um, so it's Steve Spiro, the master connector. Uh, Cameron and I really appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, welcome to our show. Each week on Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, we come at you with engaging content content on how you could be a master connector as well. You know, as a shy introverted kid from the Bronx to someone who has grown a massive 
network, I can talk to just about anybody. And there's definitely been lots of great lessons along the way, like most of us have now, you know? Um, it's been a winding road. So from starting out and having an advertising company right out of college to martial arts studio, to technology sales, and now consulting and mentoring, along with self-development, it's been a very crucial thing for me. Um, I've learned to adapt and you know, and keep growing. You gotta keep growing. I love sharing what I've heard and learned. And so please make sure to, make sure to check out my Friday Friday Master Connector tip videos that I post every Friday. Thanks to my good friend, Sean Lashley of 10,000 Cards. I, I have a digital card that catalogs all 60 plus weeks of uh, you know the videos in one place. So check them out, DM me if you wanna uh, get that card and I'll send you a digital card. And, but during the Master Connection series, each week our goal is to gather subject matter experts, like you see here, right? And, and they impart their wisdom on all of us, including Cameron and I, right? And we're always learning. You know, you'll see that you'll see that through this show, right? You got to keep growing. Super important. But I'm blessed to have my co-host Cameron Toth here. He's the founder of Events uh, Toth Event Staffing, and now the host of Biz Dev Live every weekday uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Biz Dev Live Networking on Tuesday at 12 noon. So don't don't miss either. Um, but I know Cameron, you're going to take us through uh, some of the great, incredible. Uh, folks we have here and, and go through their bios. So appreciate you, sir. I know you're the, you guys, you, you create all the magic for us and we really appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. Yep. We got uh, Yolanda Chin from Dallas, Texas, checking in. We got Steve Abbott checking in, Amy Kanarek checking in from New City, New York. Uh, Yolanda, thank you. I worked uh, worked hard on the intro today. Thank you for that. Pat Laurie checking in. Ellie checking in from Jersey. Thanks for being here. We're so excited. Make sure you guys are sharing with your network. Uh, it really helps us out, get this out, and makes it more fun in the comments for you because that's what the fun is, right? You know, we have some great talent, uh, amazing, awesome uh, uh, experts in their given industries on this show, but one of the things that really makes this incredibly, incredibly uh, special is all of you in the comments, commenting, asking questions. That makes it more fun. I hope you're networking with each other, connecting, creating new connections in the comments. As I'm going through with the intros right now, keep telling us where you're checking in from. We really want to know. Uh, we love seeing all the different areas by letting people know where, you, where you're from. You may find some uh, local connections in the chat and that's fun. Uh, also, we want to know, are you uh, in the midst of creating a social media plan? Do you have a social media plan? Where are your struggles? Where are your pain points? We want those questions. Ask those right now so that our expert panel can really put uh, their knowledge to work in helping you create uh, things that are really meaningful. Uh, you'll see uh, through the intros, you got people that are very, very, very good at what they do in their specific industry. So listen to these intros really well. Make sure you're connecting with the expert panelists and ask those questions. The more specific, the better, because if you have the question, then somebody else has the question. Uh, it, it's going to be amazing. Here we go. All right. So I'm going to go first to Christina. Here we go. Christina Sarka. With over 13 years of experience in leadership and development, Christina has worked for and with some of the top 100 brands recognized worldwide, such as Verizon, Mars, Inc., maintaining master training certificates 
in numerous programs surrounding project and change management, as well as leadership. Among our favorite to facilitate are those offered through Vital Smart, such as Influencer, the new science of leading change and crucial accountability. Tools for leaders tackling challenging conversations surrounding performance and behavior. Please welcome to the stage, Christina Sarka. Thanks for being here, Christina. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, we're gonna go over to Jamie. Lawfer. Jamie Lawfer is the co-founder of Ben, a recruiting and talent consultancy located in Connecticut. Jamie has 10 years of experience matching candidates to their dream jobs and growing organizations by solving business challenges through people strategy. Her approach is simple yet powerful. Jamie foregoes traditional recruiting formalities and gets to know each candidate and business partner beyond a resume or job description. This ensures that talent, passion and potential are celebrated and explored, leading to happy, engaged employees, increased tenure and higher productivity. Jamie is an ally to candidates, amplifying and elevating the voices, values and experiences of all, most importantly, the underrepresented. Jamie is equal parts connector, storyteller and caregiver, the true DNA of an empathetic and passionate recruiter. Please welcome to the stage, Jamie Lawford. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much. I'm excited. Oh, we, we love having you here. All right. We're going to go over to Kate Strashny. Kate Strashny is the founder of Dedicated and a well-known social influencer for AI, artificial intelligence, and data science. She is an author, podcast host, and speaker. She is a LinkedIn Top Voice 2018 and 2019 recipient. She's also the host of the Dedicated Conference. Welcome to the stage, Kate Strashny. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being here. All right. We're going over to Maggie Carey, the amazing Maggie Carey with over 35 years of information technology experience. Maggie Carey has worked with government agencies, private industries, nonprofits, and publishing companies. She blends her theatrical background with her corporate experience to educate businesses on developing and engaging social media presence to gain a loyal audience. Master at Media was born out of a passion for reducing the stress businesses experience when leveraging social media's ever-changing landscape. She is also Broadway World's 2020 Performer of the Decade in Westchester, Putnam. Please welcome to the stage, Maggie Carey. Hey, Cameron. It's so nice to be here. Thank you and Steve for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. You're a part of the network. We love you. All right. I am going to go to our master connector himself. Steve Spiro, the master connector, brings all of us together, is somebody that really cares about networking. Give it up for the man himself. Steve, uh, get us into this conversation. I know one of the things that we're going to first ask is how you use social media. And you are the master connector and have built an incredible uh, network on LinkedIn. So get this conversation started off. And I'm going to ask my uh, expert panel to uh, get into the private chat and ask for, for next there. But go ahead and get us started on how you do your social media planning. Steve Spiro. Yeah, so so my social media plan is simple, right? For those who you know viewers that come on the show, you know I, I I keep things very simple. So my my plan is daily, my plan is weekly, right? So every day I, I'm going on and I'm connecting with people. Every day I'm going on. If there's something that jumps out at me, I'm liking or sharing it, commenting, tagging, uh, and um, and then you know the other thing I'll do is once a week I have a, a, a fired up Friday video that I do every Friday. Check it out if you haven't. I put one out this morning. Um, you know, that's my commitment is every every week to do that. 
And then obviously we edit on this, uh, this platform, you know, the LinkedIn live. So it's, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, I just, that's, that's it. I just, I stay steady. I'm a, I'm a steady guy, uh, slow and steady wins the race. And it, you know, I'm not a big, you know, uh, you know, something, some shiny object comes up. I'm not like the shiny object guy. So this, this is what my, my plan is and I'm sticking with it. And, uh, you know, live came in and I said, okay, let's let, that seems to make sense. Let's add that on. But, uh, it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple, slow and steady. Just do something daily and, and if you can post post weekly. That's my threat, my strategy. And we have a couple questions already. So keep your questions going, coming, especially the more specific they are, the better, because we can get into it. If you have the question, right? Uh, somebody else has the question. Steve, Pat Laurie is asking, what is the best way to promote your LinkedIn Live or Facebook Live show? Uh, I know that we were working on this, so I, I want you to start that off. And then Kate is going to jump in here next. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not on LinkedIn on uh, Facebook very much. So, um, I know that Cameron and other, you know, I know he's been doing some stuff on some of the other medias. Um, but you know, I, I would just put a post up with a link and get people over here. Right. I mean, but Cameron, if I'm not mistaken in this, in this particular show, you're, you're actually, aren't you also broadcasting on Facebook as well? Or am I wrong? Correct. So what, what I was hoping you were going to say was speaking to, because we put so much work into these LinkedIn events that we set up on LinkedIn. Right. So that is the, the way I know I've talked to Pat about that. That's one of those things, not only from a perspective of getting it out to the audience um, to let them know that the event is coming up from a, from a data uh, point, you're actually able to gather the email addresses if you set up that event, especially through your business page on LinkedIn. Right. You can do it uh, and collect the information from your personal page setting up an event. But if you have a business page and a privacy policy, you're then able to collect the names of people so you can add them. And 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 because you add the privacy policy, LinkedIn lets you know who is opted in to your marketing and who is not. So it's a great data place. So a great place to move the conversation over to Kate. Uh, jump in here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first off, I'll comment on the approach for how I typically plan out my content, which which is really, um, I don't really have a plan most of the time. And I get this question a lot in terms of, you know, do you plan to post at a specific time of day or in a specific uh, day of the week? And my answer to that is usually I post whenever I get the idea to post a piece of content. So sometimes that means I will post, you know, five or 10 times per day. And sometimes that means I'll post only once or twice a day. But typically, I don't think a day goes by where I'm not posting on LinkedIn. Um, but I'll, I'll go over to that next question in terms of how to promote a LinkedIn Live. Because I do uh, host several LinkedIn Live shows. I even have a conference on, on LinkedIn Live. So very great platform. Um, I actually started double streaming to Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and anywhere else that StreamYard can actually connect with. Because I figured what... Why not, right? Why why not uh, stream to multiple platforms? But LinkedIn is definitely where I have 99% of my followers. So the way I typically promote this is I actually have a convert kit page, uh, an actual registration page where I collect names, emails, sometimes company names and uh, job titles. And then that allows me to actually send an email to individuals who have signed up to an event to say, hey, we're live now. Because one thing I noticed with the LinkedIn Live events, you can have thousands of people say they're going to show up, but then something goes wrong where they don't get that reminder. So I wanted to have more of that control. Um, so that, that's that been my process, posting on LinkedIn Live, telling people, hey, go sign up at this registration page, um, and then announcing it by email once we're actually live. 
I love that. Uh, hopefully, uh, Pat, that answered some of your question. Let us know if you want us to do some follow-up. I know Maggie wanted to jump into this topic as well. Go ahead, Maggie. Yeah, just real quick. And Kate, I love some of those tips. I'm going to be talking to you about ConvertKit. One of the things that I do is I send out an email as well for when I, I am not lucky enough to have LinkedIn Live yet, but I do have Facebook and YouTube Live. And I announce it on my socials, you know, that, and I invite people to the event. That really does help. Um, and then sending out the email as well, because sometimes people forget and doing it within a, a significant, you know, a close time so that they don't just forget. So you can post it on one day that you're doing it, but then remind them via email, maybe within the hour. I'd love to hear how soon Kate does her email blast to people, um, because that would be really important. The timing is so important. Yes. Yeah, so the way I do this is, first of all, when people sign up, they get an email that says, thank you for signing up. Please add this to your calendar. So I actually link ConvertKit with another tool called Ad Event that lets you add this event to the calendar. And that gives them a 15 minute reminder. But then um, I know on LinkedIn, you can't really get that live streaming link until you're actually live. So typically it's about one or two minutes into the live show. When, you know, if I, I announced what we're talking about, I bring on the guests, then I kind of go behind the scenes and get that link and email it out as soon as I can. So it's, it's while we're actually live that, that that link comes out. So Pat Lori says, thank you. Yes, I was wondering about ConvertKit too. So I, I think these are, you know, when we talk about social media plan, there's a lot to go in here with different things that people are using. Um, I definitely want to get some insight uh, from Jamie for folks that are looking for jobs, because I think this is always, you know, we, we always want to give this kind of advice uh, when people are in that place, where, what what should they be doing on their social media, how they should be, how, how should they be planning their social media. Uh, I also want to put it out there for folks on the panel to sort of start thinking about, but Chris Januski asked, how far in advance do you plan your social media calendar? And I'll say this, I try to plan out as far as humanly possible. Um, I, I fail often and I fail hard, but I try to get things done uh, in advance. Uh, Steve's trying to get me to do things uh, sooner for this show. I'm trying to do things sooner for this show to get this stuff up the sooner, the better, uh, especially so that you can have it over, over a long time. So that as you're promoting an event, there's more time in advance for momentum to build. Um, Jamie, did you want to talk to to job seekers out there? And we'll we'll definitely come back to Chris's question about the social media calendar. Sure. I mean, social media has been su such a powerful tool for not only job seekers, but business owners too, to be able to connect and just show a peek behind the curtain, if you will. Um, so it's really powerful for both sides of it. But as a job seeker, um, quite a few uh, placements recently for me specifically in my in the companies I work for have been because people reached out on Instagram or LinkedIn saying like, hey, I just want to get in touch. And just through that avoiding of that online application system and by creating that personal touch through social media, I've been able to get uh, quite a few candidates. So it's definitely you know, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, I mean, you can do it through Twitter. I found it also depends on the industry. I find lots of developers and coders on Twitter that they seem to be active there. So depending on what industry you're in, you can absolutely use social media as a way to just learn more about the companies you want to work for or work with and also find a person and really engage with them. I love that. 
Can you talk a little bit about, I was talking with somebody today about just resume and in terms of like having your stuff out there, um, the open to work symbol, having it versus not what people should be filling out on their LinkedIn profile if they are looking for work? Sure. Um, I think the open, whether you're um, a business, I absolutely believe you should add open to hiring as well as a job seeker open for work. Um, I personally am trying to help as many people as possible that have been, you know, fallen victim to this pandemic and layoffs and furloughs. So I'm trying to help people that are open to work first and foremost. So I absolutely think that that's an awesome thing that LinkedIn rolled out for everyone. Um, and then in terms of your, your LinkedIn, you have to kind of think about your LinkedIn and your resume and any other assets that you have out there as almost like a website, like you want to optimize them as much as you can. So like one of my biggest tips is don't just put the name of the tools that you know. So for example, let's say you're a developer and you code in uh, content management systems. I would suggest optimize, use the term CMS and use the actual tool that you know. So CMS, content management system, and WordPress. Because recruiters nowadays are not just recruiting by job title. Everyone calls themselves something different lately. I mean, people are making up titles with Rockstar, Ninja in the name. So it, a lot of recruiters are recruiting and sourcing through the uh, keywords and the buzzwords. So optimizing is the best thing I can think of for your resume and for your LinkedIn. I love it. All right. So uh, we had a couple of questions here. I want to go over to Christina to talk about some of the corporate side and what people should be doing. And we were in a like never, ever before unprecedented time of uh, sort of scrutiny on corporations, what people are doing in the social world, consequences that come down. Right. Um, so I'd love you to sort of speak to social media strategy around um, you know, corporate presence. And then while, while Christina is gone, if you guys can sort of think to uh, Chris Januszki's question of how far you're planning out that social media calendar. And then Braden Daniels has a question, what days times is best to post content on LinkedIn? We'd love several perspectives on this. Christina, are you good to go on the corporate social responsibility topic here? I, I mean, you're going to have to elaborate. Are you referring more along the lines of HR and what people are posting and if they're working for a corporation, what they should be mindful of or? I think both perspectives, like what does the company want to put out in terms of what they're projecting and also, you know, how do you monitor what your staff is doing? How do you, you know, set up, you know, things to, to actually be effective in one maybe giving some rules uh, for, for staff so that you're not cleaning up messes that you don't have to, uh, while also giving them the freedom, right? I think, you know, you know, employees posting, I saw some sort of statistic the other day on um, if your employees, I might see it on Maggie's thing or, or somewhere, but if, if your employees are, are uh, posting that it's more powerful than you as the company uh, posting. Um, yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that. So for me, I think that it's setting the boundaries and setting your expectations as to what you feel is okay and what represents your brand um, as far as what your employees are posting and then having um, almost like a gatekeeper. So that's not something that I'm particularly responsible for. 
but the organizations that I have as clients will typically have um, a smaller department or entity that is getting flagged notifications anytime that something comes up so that they can kind of um, be monitoring uh, what what is being presented. Gotcha. Maggie, I know you wanted to jump in on the planning. Yes. So planning is one of the things that I do with my clients. When we look at a month at a time, we have strategy sessions, we look a month out, and then we see what's going on in that month. Are there any special events that they're doing? Any special holidays coming up? Any promotions that they're offering? And blend them in. However, I also look at feeding in between those times, some organic posts, because of those, you, you can't think like, you know, the whole Bernie Sanders thing with him sitting with his hands crossed, remember that, you know, started trending. Those are things you take advantage of during the, the time to kind of engage your audience and add some humor, or there may be something coming on, like who knew what was going to happen in, with COVID. If you had your whole year planned out in January of 2020, you did a lot of work for nothing. So this is where looking at your month ahead, planning ahead that month is great, but also every day looking, is there something special I can share? Behind the scenes are great. Questions asking your people are great. Those are things that kind of help you through. And of course, catering to the platform you're on. It's different platforms, you want to post different frequencies. I love it. Yeah. I think, you know, when you're talking about getting that plan together and and guys, let me know on the back channel where you guys want to go with the, the conversation and I'll go to you. So just uh, hit me up on the private chat on the back and I'll, I'll call people as, as we go here. But uh, we have some more questions from uh, folks and to everybody that's watching, uh, please let us know really specifically how, um, you know, are you looking at data? Are you looking at, you know, in terms of growing your network? What are your goals? Let us know what your goals are with your social media in the comments and we can speak to those specific things. Uh, I'd love to kind of go around uh, the room and sort of see what people's goals are with social media. I know for me, because I'm doing events every week, I'm trying to plan out my social media in terms of getting the events up and then getting promotional pieces up for those events. So in terms of social media calendar, it's like as far as I can push it out, getting the content created. And because I'm doing events all the time, uh, you know, there's plenty of, of stuff to feed into, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, everything else, right? Because I can promote all these events um, for companies that, you know, you're maybe not, you know, you don't have a ton of events coming up, different things to talk about. Then it's about creating that conversation with your community. What are the things that you're doing? And I think one of the appropriate things to do in terms of a social media calendar is looking at what you're going to be doing when, if you're an accountant, you know, thinking about tax deadlines and, you know, updating people on things, necessary things that are coming up. If you're um, in any kind of structured business where you have those periods of times of year where you're going to be more busy, like thinking about how am I promoting? How am I talking about what am I doing? How am I providing value? How am I providing a resource? Um, I was talking about follow-up on BizDev Live today and the idea that, you know, it's one thing to send a nice greeting out. It's another thing to send out a, a nice greeting that actually has something of value, somebody that can take something away with that. I hope that makes sense for everybody. Uh, and I know that'll I'll have some, some places of uh, jumping off for us in terms of, of places to go. Steve, did you want to jump in? 
Well, that was a while ago. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. We, we went, we probably went, we're three chapters into the book already from when I wanted to talk about it. I just want, I, obviously, I, I completely misread, misunderstood Pat's question. Uh, you know, if you maybe could pull that up on the screen if there's not too, not too much trouble. Yes, yeah, so she was talking about um, how to promote your LinkedIn live event like we're yeah. doing today. Yeah. So, so, I mean, Kate, Kate kind of covered a little bit of it, but, but really, Making sure that, you know, a, an event page is great. Kate, this might be a good little hack for you. And I learned this uh, recently. So because we use StreamYard on the back end of the LinkedIn Live, what, what we're able to do is create a, a LinkedIn Live link that, that the minute you post it somewhere on that event page, it's good. So the challenge has been we've been we've been having a slow go of getting that LinkedIn li uh, link out, the, the, the link out. But if you can get it done, you could have it out on your event page. So you're not having to scramble, you know, the minute the show starts to get that link out. So that's been that, that's been helpful. Right. In terms of, you know, you know, and Cam, I got to give Cam, Cam a lot of credit. He's been doing promotional videos. Um, just, you know, like he said, we're trying to get this stuff out sooner versus later. Um, but one of the things that we're doing for this show is and, and I, I don't know if Cameron, you saw this, but I'm helping lighten the load for, for Cameron because it's got a lot on his plate already. And then on this side of things with regards to the, you know, kind of his part of this is putting the promotional graphics together. So I'm trying to plan the shows well in advance and what they are and also what the questions are and some of the content is in advance as well. So, so the further out you can get that stuff squared away in, in terms of this show, it will be helpful. So it, it, hopefully that helps, but really it's really getting out, uh, the event page, getting out, you know, graphic. And, and one thing that I'm doing, and, and um, Maggie, you mentioned this, is the day of the show, the morning of the show, I'm sending out a bunch of messages. Now, it's a little manual, but I'm sending a bunch of messages out uh, with the live link because I think that, like you said, although people are going to see it a week or two in advance, they're going to forget, right? So if you get the, if you get it out right away, and you're going to have some. So those are the, some of the tools that we've been doing to promote our LinkedIn live show or, 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 and hopefully that answers, that's a better prepared answer for, for answering uh, Pat's question. I love it. And uh, Christina in the back channel says, Christina Sorge says, I think it's quality, not quantity regarding social media and people have to be careful not to fall into that trap. Right. So while we're kind of talking to that, um, we also have Ellie's question, how to handle awkward, questionable connections while remaining open to all possibilities. This is a this is I think we got to do a show on this in the future, Steve, because I know this is one that comes up all the time. Um, does anybody want to tackle this one? I know for the ladies, um, we've definitely tackled this on the show as well. That I think more often, uh, I think we get all get a lot of sales thing, but ladies get some other stuff going on in their inboxes as well. Does anybody want to address that? <laughs> I'll, I'll address it so i mean and believe it or not guys get this stuff too you know they're they're there we get reached out by by people of all of a female persuasion and, and male or whatever in the same kind of way so maybe not as often but we get it too but but i'm going to take it more of the of the kind of salesy approach or i'm going to go this route right what i try to do and sometimes i think we're we can be hypersensitive at least i know i can be and I'm already assuming the wrong negative thing. So I'm going to give them the benefit of doubt. And I crafted, I know Cameron uh, likes some of my systems I put in place, but I have some, some pre-crafted messaging that I send when somebody says something to me 
And I, I, I respond back in a very neutral way, just sort of to try to unpack, you know, is this going in a professional direction? Are they open to networking generally? Or are they trying to, they have an agenda here? And I'm making it clear, my, my reason for networking is not agenda-based. So if that's the direction we're going to go, we're going to get to know each other purely, fine. But if there's anything else, not really uh, looking to do that. So that's how I've addressed it. It's just I craft a message that that is well thought out and it's giving them the benefit of the doubt just in case. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Maybe I'm having a bad day, right? That's what we, the challenge with text messaging and messaging in general is you can't read. If you're, you're in a bad mood at the moment and you're reading something, you're going to interpret it that way, right? In a bad way. So just just uh, breathe. And, you, and if you have something pre-crafted, then you can make sure that the emotion out of the equation. Hopefully it helps. I love that. And I think patience is such a big deal, right? Patience on social media, like we're, I think we're so quick to react to certain things. And so I, I love Gary B's take on this. You know, if somebody's like a troll in the comments and you can, you know, basically have a troll in your DMs, you could have somebody that I've, I've, I've tried to take the tactful patient approach with it uh, in terms of uh, understanding that, especially if somebody's coming from a place of maybe not that strategic, not that empathetic, not that fun, not that nice. I try to feel for them. I try to understand that maybe they're going through something, they're challenged, they're feeling the pressure to get their numbers in, uh, these kind of things. And I try to be extremely empathetic and say, you know, how can I help you? And, you know, I might not be your ideal customer, but I'm very open to uh, helping you along. And then I try to ease them into something along the lines of, hey, I'd like to tackle things from a better approach here. And, you know, I suggest that if you reach out to somebody this way, you may get better results. I know Kate wanted to talk about um, uh, repurposing content. And then Christina has a question. Go ahead, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to talk about this. Um, first, I'll just, I'll just quickly comment on the awkward questions and messages. I feel like LinkedIn is probably the best platform I've ever used in terms of the number of awkwardness that goes on simply because most people use their real names and company names and they, they have that fear of reputations being ruined, but there definitely are some, you know, levels of awkwardness and there are different ways of dealing with it. I think coming from a positive perspective and trying to give them the benefit of the doubt is good. Um, other times I simply just ignore and move on and move on, but I'll, I'll get to the, um, the point on uh, content. So we spend a lot of time creating content, especially something like this LinkedIn live show, for example, right? It clearly took time to prep, to get the speakers, to get the questions ready, build an audience and have the show. Well, uh, StreamYard provides you with an MP4 file that can easily be converted into maybe five to 10 different small videos, which are great to reuse on either your YouTube channel or sharing them as native videos on LinkedIn or other um uh, other platforms. And then also, you know, there's just so many ways to repurpose content. You can write a, a blog article about it. You can create uh, a screenshot of this picture right here and put a little quote on the side of something that I just said and repurpose that as content as well. So I think always keeping in mind, um, I think what was it, Christina, who mentioned it's it's quantity, uh, quality over quantity, but you can also get quantity, uh, a lot of more content out of a good quality post or video. So just keep that in mind as you're creating content is that you can actually repurpose it in many, many ways. I think Gary Vee says you can create 
64 pieces of content from, from one conversation. Um, I'm not sure if I got that number right, but it, it is true. You can, if you've got the time and the passion, you can definitely keep, keep repurposing your content. I love that. And one of the things that we do for this show is we'll take, you know, the same image that I've created. Uh, Canva is great. Um, I talk about Canva a lot, but I use it a lot. So that's why I talk about it a lot. I don't make any money from promoting it. That's for sure. Canva holler at us. Right. But, uh, the idea that, you know, I can take that image, I can create animation. So now I can create a video of it uh, for folks that saw some of that. You'll see I'll put music, all that's from Canva. Uh, I can then resize it and throw it onto Instagram and other places. And so you can take that one piece of content and create a lot of it. Um, the video thing, the post-production thing is a little bit more challenging. And it's, uh, if you got those uh, video post-production skills, it's wonderful, but uh, it can be quite challenging, at least for me. Uh, if anybody in the audience has really great video skills and wants to help us out, we could definitely use it. Uh, Christina, I know you wanted to ask a question. Go ahead. Yeah, I just was really interested in Ellie's question, and I wanted to see if she would be willing to just dig a little bit deeper and provide us with a specific example, because I really want to be able to respond to that. So if she gets a minute, I'd like to hear more. Oh, absolutely. And Ellie, so that we're, we're asking you, she says, thanks for addressing the issue. Good advice. Um, yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit more about, uh, if you can, um, obviously we're not necessarily needing them names, but what was the given situation? Why was it creepy? Uh, we'd love to answer that. And then Steve, I know you wanted to jump in. Yeah. Uh, so, so back to Ellie's question as well, she mentioned questionable connections. So I'm assuming what she means is what, what I took interpret that is, Someone's reaching out from you. And I get, you know, I'm sure we all get it, right? The 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 connect request from Zimbabwe or whatever, you know, it's um, and you know, maybe it's it's it, it to me it looks questionable, right? So if there's very little content on their profile, if the picture is suspect, um, I I'm probably not connecting. I just I just ignore it, right? The good news is you you're not saying no to anyone, you're just ignoring it, which means you're not saying no, you're just not saying yes, right? So um, that's, what, that's what I do. I just ignore and move on if I feel like it's questionable um, in terms of a connect request. So that's all I wanted. And Steve, to and Steve, Chris is asking while we're on this, how do you handle the random LinkedIn connection request from someone that may have just been in a Zoom meeting with you, but you really don't know them? Do you recommend just accepting all requests? And I, I, it's interesting that Chris is asking it this way because I'll get requests from people that I've never even met, not even been on a Zoom meeting. At least if you've been in a Zoom meeting, you get a sense that they're uh, somebody that has have come in contact you with some way. Do you recommend just accepting all requests? I'd love to get a little round robin here while we're on the screen. Uh, Steve, what do you do? And then ladies, if you could let us know. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so for sure. Uh, you know, Chris and, you know, Chris and I, uh, we belong to the same networking group and as does Cam. And, it, you know, for me, it's just, I, I, I'm open to, to most networking requests. Okay. If I just, like, it's like Cameron said, if I just met them on a Zoom, I saw on a Zoom call, I'm going to connect requests because I think it's almost standard protocol. I know on, on Cameron's uh, BizDev Live on Tuesdays, he's basically encouraging everyone to connect, to reach out, to connect on, on LinkedIn as first step protocol. Right. So, to me, that's that's normal protocol. I, I accept it. Um, but again, if it's random in, in terms of like somebody from some out of the blue country, maybe not so much. But but yeah, I'm gonna accept it, and then I'll I'll, I'll filter it. I'll, I'll I'll send my typical first message. If I get a decent response back, 
I'll keep it going. If I feel like it's going in the wrong direction, I'll unfriend them or unconnect with them. Kate, you want to tell us? Yes, absolutely. So um, I started out uh, using LinkedIn, I think the way most people started using LinkedIn, which was connecting with your brother and your colleagues, right? The people you know. And then it, it dawned on me early on that, you know, when you go to a conference or an event pre-COVID times, you wouldn't only talk to the people you know, you'd actually start talking to people you don't know to build that network. And it was probably four or five years ago that I decided to connect with almost anyone who had a similar interest with me. And most of my connections came inbound. I actually did some data analysis and noticed like 93% of the connections that I had were because people reached out to me. Then I took a pause and actually started reaching out to people who I wanted. I, I got to just, just interrupt you one sec. I love that you said I did the data on it because I think that is probably pretty rare for all of us. Kudos to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, I love data. So I clearly had to get my hands on it. It was very interesting. So I started being more mindful about who I actually bring onto my connections because there is a limit. 30,000 is, is not enough. Uh, connections. I'm actually at 29,000 right now. So I'm, I'm hitting that limit pretty soon. So I've paused even more. But whenever I get an inbound connection, if there is a message there that says, hey, um, I just watched you live on, on the show and, you know, I agreed with some of your thoughts or had a question, more likely than not, I will accept that connection. But at this point, I'm, I'm only going with people who I actually think whose title matches with something that I'm interested in discussing with them or if they have an actual message to me that says that they really wanted to connect with me. So that's kind of been my go-to. I love that. All right, I wanna keep going around here real quickly to everybody, I love that. I Go ahead, Maggie. So the I'm building my LinkedIn following right now. Steve and I actually were talking about this recently. <clears throat> and one of the things that I do is I look at other people's, I look at their connections and I also look to see if they have a profile photo and I check out their profile if I'm not hundred percent sure of who they are, but I've got to tell you, I am accepting more and more people in and I'll ask a question if I'm not sure I may accept it and just ask like, Hey, how do we know each other? When I send out invites, I'm you know, I'll look at, okay, we were in the LinkedIn live. There's a whole bunch of you that are here. I'm going to be reaching out to you by the end of the day. If you haven't reached out to me and saying, Hey, it was nice to see you at the master connection series so that they know who you are and they know how you found them. So look at it both ways, not just how they look at you, but how you look at them. Love that. Christina. Yeah, so I'll be honest, it's very rare that I would deny a connection. Um, and in reality, you know, as your network continues to grow. So for me, um, my larger audience is with regard to LinkedIn. And I'll be honest with you, I don't have time. I might get a couple of hundred of in invitations a week to connect. And I really don't have time to go and look into each one of them or reach out and see specifically. And I don't have a problem sharing that information. They might want to ask me something. I might get, um, uh, hey, did you want to um, look at my resume? Because I also participate with LinkedIn um, where they can, uh, you can coach people, right? So I mean, for me, 
anybody who wants to connect with me, that's fine. I really don't have a problem with that. Where I have a problem is once those connections start getting outside of the realm of professionalism. And just to hop back for a minute, I know that everybody's being super politically correct. And I have to admit that I envy you a little bit because I'm not as politically correct. And I'm very quick to shut it down almost immediately and say, this is not what I'm here for. And just next. But for me, it's as long as you haven't, if you're starting with a clean slate, no problem. You want to connect, fine. Once you start to cross a line or a boundary, then it's where I'm not going to be as friendly or as polite. I love that. And I think that fits right in with Braden Daniels' question here is, is there value in removing connections from time to time? I think you're saying yes for that. Um, and then I think you know, we'll, we'll address, uh, we'll, we'll go around Robin, I'm sure, on uh, how people kind of uh, you know, uh, cultivate their, their community. Jamie, you want to jump in on this uh, uh, same, same uh, uh, question on how you handle their requests? Yeah. I mean, as a recruiter, uh, LinkedIn is my jam. And so I will absolutely accept any requests that I get because with every connection, I'm opening another door so that I'm connected to even more people. Um, when I first started recruiting, there was times when people were more than a third connection to me. And I don't think that that's happened in like five years because I have grown my network so much. So for me, there's it doesn't make sense to deny a request. Um, I think everyone kind of helps build your community and your platform and just enables you to connect with the next person. Um, and um, to the point about denying requests or removing connections. I, I've never had to. People have gotten out of line and use LinkedIn as, you know, it's not a dating app <laughs> and it's not, I, I really don't want to talk politics on it. Like there's just stuff I don't want to do. Um, and so I just, honestly, there's the power in the delete button and I just delete the conversation and I move on um, because I really, I don't want to spend my time like trolling the trolls, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think going to positivity, right? It's just why waste the time on it? I know we got uh, another question in here in regards to time. And I think I've definitely fallen into the trap of getting into that Facebook conversation and uh, a place where it just didn't wasn't going to bear out anything good for me. Why was I spending my time there? Why was I doing it? what was whose mind was i going to change you know there's there's if you're wanting to make a change in the world there's there's better ways to spend your time right than arguing in the comments of uh, facebook not that you shouldn't stand up uh, for what you believe in but having an argument with somebody's mind that you know you're not going to change their mind probably not a, a good use of time uh steve i know you wanted to ask kate a question and and respond to Braden. go ahead yeah. So, so yeah. So, so Kate, you bring up an interesting point, right? Um, to Braden's question, is there a value in removing connections from time to time? Well, if you're going to be maxing out at some point to thirty thousand, then perhaps there is to to start thinking strategically about your, um, you know, your connections and so forth. I believe there's no limit to who, how many followers you can have. So that's that's good news, right? People can still follow you. Uh, but it doesn't mean you, you you can be connected. You can only have thirty thousand connections, and hopefully one day they'll they'll open that up. But my question to you, Kate, is this: I know we connected on LinkedIn, and I'm curious if you even remember because you said you're very strategic and very thoughtful about who you connect with. Who? Why did you agree to connect with me? And, and I'm putting you on the spot. I have no idea what you're going to even say. 
I have no idea how, honestly, I don't remember how we connected and okay. I'm going to be even more transparent now. I don't remember how I agreed to do this session because when I saw it on my calendar, it wasn't on my actual calendar. It was on my Yahoo calendar for some reason. And I was playing with my phone. I'm like, oh, I, I'm going live this afternoon. That's great. And then I checked out the session and um, yeah, sometimes I have so many things going on that I, I clearly said yes because I, I found value in the show and I wanted to be a part of it. But Sometimes I do forget, Steve. So I, I'm gonna have to look up our first conversation to see how we got connected. And um, yeah, I don't remember why. I love it. And, and we got lots of questions coming in. So th this is the power of this show. This is why you want to say yes to this show when Steve uh, sends you that that uh, request. So we appreciate you for being on the show. We got lots of comments. Uh, great, great points. Uh, Michael Bryce is asking, do you purge your connections list? I think that's a, a really interesting question. We had, who was it last week, uh, Steve, that said he went through and he deleted his whole uh, so I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that, that was. Uh, um, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, the name just blocked. Of course, I was trying to think yeah, of it. the beard. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he went in and he literally deleted his whole whole Facebook. Bird, because he was probably right? having too many meaningless conversations, too much, you know, yeah. of what he didn't want to have going on in his life. Hey, Damon Burton was said it. Damon Burton. That's right. Damon Burton. Uh, Alicia Smith says, interesting way to connect. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I try to keep uh, the things relevant to the screen. So I, I, I may be missing uh, context at this moment, but uh, I wanted to get into all these comments and questions. Christopher Brown says, you can also template video for rapid customization and social deployment with getmarvia.com. So I hadn't heard of that. So that's something. Has anybody here used getmarvia.com? All right. So you just, thank you, Christopher Brown. You just educated all of us. You gave us homework. We're going to go check out getmarvia.com and we'll, we'll see what he's talking about. Template. Video. I, I, I want to just mention video for a second. So, uh, you know, Braden, actually, the reason I, I, I wanted to, to connect further with Braden is when we connected, he sent a really cool little tiny video clip to me um, after we connected and it was very thoughtful. And I've had people that have also sent video clips, you know, the minute you connect with them and you could do that right on the, it's right on, on the LinkedIn. I don't even think you need to do anything special. You just hit a button, but I think it's a really cool touch uh, beyond the normal messaging. So when he brought up the, the video, uh, I figured, let me just throw that out. I love that. And I think, you know, a lot of people, there's uh bomb bomb and there's a couple other, does it, I don't know if anybody else here uses some of these video softwares that, you know, are really good for sending some customized video, you customize the front of it and then there's a template video. So I think that's what, um, uh, Christopher Brown was talking about these template videos with these services. I hadn't heard of Get Marvia, but Bomb Bomb. I think there's a couple other of, of them out there that are really good for sending video uh, in the DMs so that you can really make that personal connection. Uh, because maybe, um, maybe Christina, who's, who's disappeared for the moment, uh, or, or myself or Steve, aren't um, super bogged down with requests where we don't even have time, and maybe you know just are going to be super choosy because we're at our limits. But for somebody like Oprah or, you know, whoever that reach contact that you're trying to get into their inbox and work with them. 
it's one of those great ways to show that you're really uh, caring about them and their content. Um, and if you're reaching out to a large amount of people, a way to customize it and make it easy for yourself to reach out to people. Uh, I love those uh, kinds of things. Ellie says, uh, and this goes back to uh, Christina's question. I'm a baby. I'm really working my social media, but I'm pretty open to talking, sharing. The situation was more about increasingly personal questions that were framed as getting to know each other. Icky bar rat behavior is the best way I can explain it. All right. So she she kind of clarified that. And I think our our answer, if anybody wants to jump in on that, is, you know, get rid of it, right? It's it's one of those things that you just kind of moving on. Does that makes sense for everybody. Do anybody want to go deeper on that? I mean, they're, you know, it's getting you, if, if they're commenting on your social post, it's giving you engagement, but you have to remember that that's also your, I know you're laughing at this. It does give you engagement, but the problem is it's not the engagement that you want on. Do you want something like that on your social feed? No. So yeah, you know, my suggestion is delete it. And also, you know, if it gets too serious, I seriously, um, want you to consider reporting that person. You can also block. That's and you can block, other, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting as, as platforms like Clubhouse come in and they've created tools for like really, you know, uh, going hard against uh, the folks that are abusive uh, in the space. Uh, it's interesting as uh, we get deeper into these social networks, uh, the tools that are coming up to sort of make sure that bad actors are, are quickly identified and 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 highlighted and uh, made to <laughs> not given uh, uh, more power than 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 they should have on these platforms. Uh, Kate, I know you wanted to touch on autoresponders, which I think is a great LinkedIn social media thing. This is one of those things that I think, you know, when you're talking about social media planning and you're talking about utilizing email, all these different things, you know, an autoresponder can be something that is a great tool but it can also be something that uh, really depersonalizes things. What, what do you got to say on this whole uh, autoresponder piece, Kate? Yeah, so this is, um, just to clarify, this is not a third-party tool. It's not a third-party autoresponder. It's actually built into LinkedIn's messages. Uh, I believe it's only on the premium version of LinkedIn, but if you've got it, it's really helpful, especially if you get multiple messages. Basically, there's a, I'll share one quick hack I learned about on LinkedIn. If you want to get attention to something, from all of your connections, um, report that you have a new job. For some reason that goes crazy on LinkedIn and every single connection will, will get a thing that says, hey, tell, tell, uh, tell Kate congratulations on, you know, two days ago I started a podcast and I added this as a new job title. And all of these connections came out of the woodwork saying, congratulations on your new role, even though it's not really a new role. But the, the point is it gets so much attention and it ended up generating a couple of hundred private messages. And what I did at some point, because it got to be too much, is I set an autorespond that said, thanks for, you know, thanks for messaging me, go check out my podcast at, you know, dedicated on air, and then it gave, gave them a link to click. And it just, I, I believe it doesn't really depersonalize it. It's almost like an out of office. And I tend to use it mostly on weekends, or if I know I'm going to take some time off. So it lets people know that I'm currently away. It, it's just been working really well. So I wanted to share that with people. I love that. All right. I'm just trying to do my technical stuff on the back end. I'll get Christina back in here. Technical challenges. Here we go. And and Christina, I don't know if you you caught it, but uh, Ellie did 
expand on on the the kind of creepy behavior, and she has uh, since followed up and says she's going to block. She didn't even know she was she could do that, so she's being helped out that way. Yeah, blocking is a great thing. Sorry, <laughs> I lost there. It's all right. It's drama, Cameron. It's good for ratings. You know, part there, of the pleasure is working from home. Can you resend an invite? Alan says, can you resend an invite on LinkedIn to a person who hasn't responded, but this time with a note on the follow-up as to why you want to connect? Who wants to take that? Go ahead, Steve. And then Jim. Yeah, I mean, so this, uh, so an invite second time. I mean, you, you can, you can, do, I don't do that though. I mean, you can do anything you want. I just, I send an invite once unless it's by mistake and that's that but um you know i and, and i think actually once you've created the invite it most of the time says pending so i don't think you could resend it in most cases um but you could withdraw and there are ways and there is value in withdrawing the invite i know linkedin has algorithms i don't know all the details but if you have too many out outstanding uh connect requests uh you have a better sh shot of them shutting you down uh, temporarily. So there is value in, re, 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 you know, pulling out, withdrawing some of those connect requests. So you could later go back and connect request them. But one of the things that I've done instead is, is maybe if you could find them, them doing a post and like their post, engage them. Otherwise, maybe you'll create some value, maybe even like their post, comment, tag them and, and say something that is meaningful with value. And now may, maybe now that you'll get their attention that you, they would be, you know, feel, they feel it would be valuable to have you in their network. That that would be a, a, a recommendation there. Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, I think it works across social networks. So whether you're on LinkedIn or Instagram, you know, being on Clubhouse these days, like as I go into Instagram, um, instead of just looking at a post and saying to myself, I like it and wanting to go connect with them, I'll hit that heart button. I may make a comment on thing because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, Kate was talking about the amount of requests that she gets. You get somebody that's popular that has a lot going on. I would assume that they probably just have a lot of messages. They're active in these social. These are the people that you want to uh, talk with and, and connect with. To that point, everybody that's in the comments today, these are people you want to connect with. They're active on social media. They care about their profile, what people are uh, thinking of them and their images. They care about engagement. So guys, make sure you are connecting with everybody that's commenting today, make sure you're following up with them. The the truth, the magic is in the follow-up. Uh, we really appreciate everybody that's doing that. I got some more questions to get into. I know Jamie wanted to uh, tackle this one. Go ahead, Jamie. I was going to add that um, LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to add a message with every connection that you're trying to make. So you should do that from the beginning. Explain why you want to connect in the very first place. I don't I know that on LinkedIn Recruiter or some of the premium ones, they have messages already kind of canned in. Um, I don't like to use those. I like to be as real, as authentic as possible from the beginning. Um, flattery gets you <laughs> everywhere usually. Um, so if I comment on something that that person has posted or um, a lot of times I'll say that, you know, so-and-so suggested I reach out to you. Um, and also people innately want to help each other. It's actually a beautiful thing that still happens that we are people that tend to like to help each other. So if you are saying, hey, I'm looking to you as a subject matter expert, um, that's a that's also a great way. And just ask the question or ask the advice and explain it all in the upfront why you wanna connect. 
I'm sorry, I'm doing the, the 2020 theme song there. I love um, sending notes to people for two reasons. One, I think it does add that context, but it's good for me as a customer uh, relationship management tool. As I go back, I remember where I met them or why I was interested in connecting with them in the first place. And so that's where it, it provides me a reminder because I can go back in the messages and it's easy to go back to that first message and see. So that's where notes come in. But also from watching this show and from watching watching the panelists, I've also given my pers uh, myself per uh, permission in terms of growing my network to connect with people without sending a note because you can do it both ways. So while we're definitely, I'm definitely an advocate of sending that message, you see somebody that's interesting and just by chance hit the connect, see if they, they're going to connect with you. I know that's not going to be everybody's preferred way of doing it, uh, but in terms of growing uh, their network. And I've been able to grow my network since November of being partnered here with Steve by a thousand connections. And you know, some people will be like, what, what's the big deal with that? In terms of promoting the business, the brand, the social network. Now there's more people potentially seeing what I'm doing on LinkedIn. So I, I think that's really good. And I feel like I've been a, a good student of, of the show here. Maybe one day we'll, we'll, you and I will grow up to be just like Kate, where we get like us <laughs> coming in and she doesn't have to do anything. They just come in I'm looking forward to those days, you know, Cameron. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we grow up, we'll be like Kate. Um, I, I think there was some stuff that I'm trying to, I got, I get speaking and then I forget where I am uh, in, in the comments here. I know I had another uh, question or, or comment that I wanted to highlight here around somebody talking about Google Docs. Guys, if you have any more questions, get them in. It's actually, we're, we're very close to the end here. So we'll go into closing statements if I can find uh, this. Oh, here we go. Brandon says, I use the dictate feature of Google Docs to create written content on the go. Do you have tactics or advice on creative ways to capture content on the go? All right, everybody. This is open to everybody. Christine's got the, you know, the, the, hmm, she's just mulling it over. Maggie, our yeah. social media queen. So, you know, one of the things that I, I love to do is video. Like, it, you, you know, even if it's just to record yourself, I'll often get ideas while I'm driving or while I'm in the middle of something else. And, you know, recording video, recording, you know, using an app that you can record your voice on is also pretty cool. Um, having notes, I have an, um, I use Google keep where I keep a whole bunch of notes in it. And I'll also, if I'm, I'm brainstorming, I'll just start typing in a whole bunch of content ideas and things like that. So, you know, th the key is do what's easy for you. If it is quill pen and parchment, then use quill pen and parchment, right? Like you've got to do what's easy for you and what, what you're going to do because your social is, a reflection of your business. And, and sometimes it means just focusing, like Steve focuses on LinkedIn. Like sometimes it's just focusing on one or one or two platforms um, and creating that content there. So, you know, I love the dictate feed, like my Mac has a dictate feature as well. And I love that because I can be doing that and writing notes or doing something, you know, I can multitask a little bit on what I'm doing. So, um, Absolutely. That's a great thing to do, Brandon. I like that idea. Yeah. Anybody else want to jump in before I give my two cents? And then we'll go around with closing statements, uh, talking about what you think uh, is the, is great kind of if you've gotten a nugget from the show or, um, or and, and more especially if you have some great advice uh, that you think people should be using their social media content. Anybody want to tackle this creating content on the go? Go ahead, Steve. 
Yeah. So, I mean, to piggyback off of Maggie, right? I mean, I think when you have something going on in your brain, just speak about it, right? Um, you know, I think that's a great opportunity um, to just put out content, right? You know, I think, especially if you're like me, which I think a lot of the folks on this call, I would like to believe, are um, constantly putting really good stuff in my brain, reading, uh, you know, incredible books. Um, you know, it, right now I'm, I'm, I'm reading a great book called Crucial Conversations, incredible book. Um, Oh, you know that book. Okay. Good to know, Christine. We'll have to talk about it. We'll have to trade notes I, on it. I am master certified in crucial conversations. That is a vital. Oh, look at that. All you right. My training, Steve. All right. Well, send me an invite on it. I'm happy. Yeah, it's great stuff. But anyway, we always have good stuff that we're putting in our brains. So, you know, we should be able to just be able to speak and add value. So whether it's on Google Docs, where you're voice recording, whether you're just, you know, just just get it out, right? I think, you know, when you think about it and it's valuable, get it out there. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah, and I, I you know, Kate mentioned Gary Vee earlier. I think, you know, when you're talking about creating content document, right? If you're thinking that creating content is a challenging thing, don't think about it as creation. Think about it as documentation. Before I was talking about in your business, you have busy periods, you're doing different things. Take the phone out. I mean, folks, we have this amazing device that, you know, you didn't have 20 years ago, right? That can document everything that you're doing. Um, you can just hold it up. People like seeing you in different places. So if you got an event or a meeting in the city, taking the phone out and spending 15 seconds to say, hey, I'm in the city and I'm doing this. Literally, that's all you need to do to create some some attention. And some people will be like, well, I don't want to know. Uh, I don't want to talk about what I'm having for lunch. Well, then don't talk about what you're having for lunch. But for some people, seeing what somebody's having for lunch is a big deal. So don't discount it. Uh, I think one of the big things that I've certainly learned is, yes, there's certain content that I don't consume, but it doesn't make sense in the scheme of the world to make that decision for people. If I, if I doing something is part of my day and I think it's, you know, it's a legitimate piece, put it out there and let people decide what they want to see. It's a big uh, abundant world. People will like what they want to like and see what they want to see and tune into what they want to tune into. Um, the only the only thing that happens when you don't play the game is that you're not in it, right? And if you want to be in it to win it, you got to be in it, right? I think, you know, the, the lottery piece, if you want to win the millions, you got to play the game, right? So um, that's the way to do it. Uh, I want everybody to go around and kind of give their their closing statement, their big takeaway uh, that they either got from this, this show or from uh, that they would like to give people in terms of some value. And then please let everybody know where they can find you and who you'd like to connect with. I'm going to go ahead and start with Kate. Go ahead, Kate. All right, I'll start by saying, you know, thank you so much for, for having me on the show. It was great to connect with the master connectors on here. I definitely learned a lot. I'd say my biggest takeaway piece of advice for anybody who wants to uh, grow their network or their community or their social presence on any platform is to stop thinking so much, to stop putting together that content calendar, stop thinking about the best time or date or region from which to post, right? And just actually do it. Make your first post and see what happens. I think experimenting and taking action is probably the best way that you can learn. You can read books, take courses, and get you know personal trainers, which will help you along the way. But I don't think there's anything better than actually going out there and, and doing it. Absolutely love that advice. All right, we're going over to you, Maggie. 
So my big takeaway is to be authentic when you're on social, just be you. Um, I offer a new service called teleprompter that just started uh, because my people that were following me on YouTube were struggling with what to come up with on social media. So it prompts them every week. Those are great ways to figure out what to post on your social. And that's where people kind of lose it, like Kate was saying. So don't get so caught up about it. Just be you. Don't think about, you know, think about your client and what their pain point is, and then post about that. It's great. Keep a log of all of the frequently asked questions you get from your clients and use that as fodder for your social media posts. And, you know, I'd love for you guys to reach out. I have a YouTube channel. I go live every Monday at two o'clock Eastern time. Please stop by masteratmedia.com and connect with me on LinkedIn. Excellent. All right, we're going to go over to Christina. Yeah, so I'm definitely in agreement with everything that everyone else has said in advance. And I also just wanted to add one of the biggest insights that I had this year was for whatever reason, I used to focus my primary um, audience or interactions from LinkedIn, even though my business had my Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram and all that. The biggest thing that I found, I don't know why I stayed away from it so long, Facebook groups, huge. The engagement just blew me away. So many opportunities, so many different leads, so many new connections. And they were connections that were frequently um, on a daily and weekly basis reaching out to you. So you were really building relationships. And that was a huge eye opener for me. And I wish I would have done it sooner. So take that advice. And um, thank you, Cameron, for having me. And you guys can reach me, connect with me on LinkedIn, Christina Sarka. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can also search my company name, Improving Your Business, Inc. And I look forward to hearing from you. Excellent. Thank you so much. And we're going to go over to Jamie. Hi. Um, so I wanted, I agree with everyone with your takeaways. I think those are awesome. A couple of things I've learned this year as a solopreneur, if you will, is um, remember your call to action. Um, when you're putting up a video or any kind of content on social, it could be amazing, but ask your community and your connections to do something um, and put that CTA. I think that's really important. And the other thing we've been mentioning, uh, Gary Vee, a couple times, I think um, it's really interesting to think about him because no one's really talking about his company, VaynerMedia. They're talking about Gary Vee. So it's important to kind of personify your, your company and be the spokesperson and the brand ambassador and don't just hide behind the company brand. Um, and lastly, if you are a candidate looking for a job or a business looking to hire, you should definitely connect with me um, on LinkedIn. I will not deny your request. Um, so feel free. Thank you. I love that. I also wanted to say, Kate, I don't think you said who you wanted uh, to connect with you. Did you want to just uh, take that opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone in the data community, AI community, or even those who just love using LinkedIn to connect. I, I like the media side of the world, the data side, and also marketing. So kind of all across the board. Thank you so much for that. Steve, you're up. Give us, give us the send off here. You're on mute. 
<laughs> Gotta do the dance. That's right. Um, yeah, this is this is really fantastic, and uh, thank you to all the panelists and Cameron, of course. Uh, you the man with all the magic behind the, as I say, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. But um, yeah, just amazing. Um, but so my, you know, the takeaway, I, and I'm gonna just echo what what Kate said. And funny, Kate, I don't know if you saw it, but I did. You actually might have seen it. I did a a video post because I think you commented on it or liked it. But I did a video post this morning, my Fighter Friday video. And basically, it was basically, you're good where you are, so just take action. Just do something, right? Just go. Like, again, I'm a simpleton, right? I'm just, I'm keep it simple guy, right? Don't get so hung up on all the details and Canva and this and that. And that's great. Just, you could, you could add on a little bit at a time, but just do something. Uh, have a, you know, take action, right? That's why I like the, the title was, you know, creating a social media action plan, okay? But the best, the best part of that word is action. So let's take action. Let's do something. Uh, again, you guys are awesome. I, we appreciate our audience. We love love this this platform. You know, obviously, uh, or maybe not obviously to some of you guys, Cameron and I share, you know, our core values and we really want to inspire people and help them be the best that they could be personally, professionally. And so this is a great platform. Uh, I really like, believe that we are the light and in a in a really dark world where we've had a lot of challenges and, and struggles with, you know, you know, COVID and other personal stuff going on and job losses that we are the light. So go out and be the light, shine your light. Like uh, our friend Fanny says, and uh, just inspire the world. And, and uh, again, I appreciate everyone. appreciate the audience, the viewership, Cameron, always, sir, you are awesome. Don't, don't forget to come to biz dev live on Tuesdays uh, uh, at 12 noon and, and check out his, YouTube channel for 11 o'clock, uh, his live show every every day, Monday through Friday. So it's great stuff. And you can find me right here on LinkedIn. I have a Master Connection, Master Connector YouTube channel. Uh, come find me that way as well. But th this is where I live. I live right here on LinkedIn. So come find me. Say hello. I love it. I'll just say this before we, we uh, do our uh, countdown to crushing it. Um, Folks, connect with each other. I know Christina's saying she's got a YouTube channel. Uh, she'll drop that link into the, the comments post-show. Connect with each other. Keep connecting. Keep sharing this program out. If you found value here, invite some other people. That's how we grow this thing, how we continue to provide value. Uh, Steve and I absolutely providing that opportunity and education. That's what this is all about. All right, Steve, it's that time. Count us down here. All right, so you know we are the lights. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna count down to five here. One, five, 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 five four, four, three, three two, 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 one. Crush it! All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. This is it. Come back next week. We look forward to uh, talking next week. We'll be talking about uh, leading by example with Carithia Barber, uh, Braden Daniels, who's in the comments today. Thanks for being here. Timothy Vagan and Jerome Amos. We look forward to seeing you. Uh, here we go with our, our uh, beautiful video. We'll see you next week. Fire up your Friday. Fired up Friday. With Steve Spiro, the master connector. I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. 
Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector. 